Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the Mustang in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The Mustang is a new limited release film. Uh, it's uh, not not one I really was anticipating in any tangible sense. I probably didn't hear about it till a couple of weeks ago when it really, like maybe a week or two before it opened in limited release. It's, I think, been out three, four, four weeks or so. Uh, and it's gone relatively wide, still only in about 350 theaters. Uh, but... Um, definitely viewable to a, to a vast amount of people at this point. And I got to see it yesterday. Uh, basic premise is uh, it, it follows a, a rehabilitation program um, at, a, at a prison where many of the inmates are tasked with working with these horses uh, in, in the area, a lot of wild horses that are brought to the, the camp, the prison, and uh, sort of trained and, and conditioned to be sold in auction. Uh, proceeds going to um, funding for, uh, at least at, at least as far as the film in, in, in implied, the proceeds went to um, further... Uh, containment um, of of mustangs and, and ho wild horses and things like that, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, the film, the, the Mustang, follows one such inmate uh, played by Matthias Schonartz, and he has to kind of uh, he has a violent past. He's been in prison for I think 12 years. Uh, when we pick up the film, uh, he has a daughter on the outside who is dealing, you know, who he hasn't been been there for and who doesn't visit him that often. And, um, he's very standoffish and quiet in the prison. He prefers solitude and being in isolation. And uh, he's ultimately, very early in the film, given the task of uh, cleaning up poop that the horses leave around and... and so on, so so he, he you know this is a it's a slow movie it it but it's a short movie you know it, it's only about an hour and a half long, so despite the slower pace it does by nature of its confined running time require uh, that at least the events come quickly uh, they 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 can't forestall a lot of build up and and a lot of tension I think that. Where that really shines through is in the writing because, you know, you give yourself a two-hour, two-hour and ten-minute movie and that's at a slow pace that gives you a lot of time to build up character, to develop relationships and, and whatnot. And you cut that down to about 90 minutes and it's it's kind of surprising how limited you are in, in how much you can show. And while Matthias Schoenarts is pretty much in every single frame of the film, uh, we do have to give space for Jason Mitchell's character, Gideon Adlon, uh, Bruce Dern, Connie Britton, Josh Stewart, uh, and 
than a handful of other inmates that are also working with these horses and give us at least enough of an um, understanding so that we kind of have an idea of who these guys are and what they represent and, and how they impact um, Matthias Schonartz, who plays Roman Coleman. So it, it, it really came down to the writing in this as to what whether or not it was going to succeed, and I think it, it really does. I think the writing in the Mustang is tight, it is concise, it doesn't um, mince words. You know, your, your main character in Roman is the strong, silent type. So, first half of the movie, he has very, very few lines, and even the second half of the movie, as he quote-unquote opens up, He's still very, very slow to open his mouth. So, you know, when you don't even have dialogue to work with, it forces the the plotting and, and pacing of the story to be even more refined. You have to visually tell a lot of things and give up a lot of information, and uh, that's not an easy thing to do. And, and many of the directors and, and cinematographers and... and such that are very good at that are only good because they've been doing it for so long and because they've had so much experience. Whereas uh, the Mustangs director, um, I think I might be try and pronounce this correctly, Laura de Clermont Tonnerre. Uh, she this is the second film credit she has as a director on Letterbox. The first is a short film uh, from five years ago. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, this is very, very new to her. She's also credited as a writer on the film. This is the second film she's written after that short film she made. Uh, other credited writers, Brock Norman Brock, who also worked on Bronson, which is a good film, uh, starring Tom Hardy, and Mona Lurch, uh, who worked on The Childhood of a Leader from 2015, and a film called The Sleepwalker from 2014 that I saw um, with Christopher Abbott uh, that she also directed. So, uh, you know, this isn't really, you know, these aren't names that we're all, anyone's really familiar with. These aren't people who have been in the industry for, you know, decades on decades. These are relatively newcomers, new blood, and yet they really came, came through. Uh, they really... Um, hit on so many pertinent and important elements of this movie to make it so that you could have a character, a main character who doesn't talk a lot and still tell a convincing story that shows his growth, uh, that shows his advancement, uh, that shows his rehabilitation, that shows his connection with the horse, uh, the, the primary horse in the film, and uh, shows his relationship to these other inmates and people that he uh, interacts with on, on a semi-regular basis uh that said I, I think the absolute strongest part of the film is matthias schonartz uh, he has always been a, a very competent very high quality actor um he you know if you've seen him in perhaps rust and bone he's great in that far from the matting crowd a bigger splash uh, and so on. I think he's he's really proven himself to have um, a lot, a lot, a lot of talent uh, as an as a performer. And this is his movie. This is 
absolutely his movie. It, no one ever really steals the spotlight from him. No one uh, undermines what he's doing. He is focused, zeroed in, and the camera just revolves around him the whole time. Uh, we we see his relationship with his daughter, played by um, Gideon Adlon, who comes to him, you know, one of the early scenes in the movie, and she's pregnant. Um, she wants him to sign away their his her grandmother's his mother's house, I believe, uh, because they both have co ownership over it, and she wants to sell it for money. Uh, and, you know, that creates tension between the two of them. He doesn't want to do it. She, you know, argues, like, what are you doing with it? You, know, you live here. You have food here. You sleep here. You've been here for 12 years, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's not benefiting you whatsoever. Um, he has uh, a cellmate. Uh, let me see. Is that Josh Stewart, uh, who's been in... Uh, a lot of some Christopher Nolan movies, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar. He was in Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Finest Hours, Transcendence, Insidious, The Last Key. Um, he's also known for his role as Holt McLaren in the FX TV series Dirt, apparently. Um, he's a familiar face, uh, but one I, I wouldn't have been able to name uh, watching the movie. He is... Roman's cellmate and at first he just looks like this kind of slob who uh, doesn't doesn't understand like personal space and things like that but as the film progresses he unfortunately kind of plays this pivotal role in Roman's life and and what and his actions and one of the elements of that I was really concerned that they were headed toward a specific direction uh, with that relationship, with that dynamic that I'd seen before, you know, it's like this classic trope of the quote-unquote good character is caught doing something bad because he's being forced to and he gets in trouble for it. And there's definitely, a, there was a concern of mine that that was going to happen and I, I really didn't want to have to go through that in this movie and I was really glad we didn't. I think... um you know, I, th I think without, I, I don't know, I, I think every action doesn't need um, retribution and, and justice acted on it that we see in a movie. And this was, at least in my opinion, a, a moment where it was much, much better that we didn't see any sort of um, anything coming down from on high to, to deal with that. Uh, there's also Jason Mitchell. He is another inmate. He also works with the horses. He's kind of the, the de facto teacher to to Roman, who has never worked with a horse before this movie, or before the events of this movie. He doesn't know anything about them. He doesn't uh, know how to talk to them, react to them, which is blatantly, blatantly obvious at one point when he's asked to try to settle down uh, the wild Mustang, uh, titular Mustang. Uh, but Jason Mitchell is very much the opposite of Roman. Uh, Jason Mitchell as the character Henry. Henry is very talkative. He's very loud. He's boisterous. He's uh, quick to say something. 
even if the situation doesn't call for it kind of thing. Uh, whereas Roman is very quiet, stoic, and uh, statuesque. And I think a, a lesser movie would have, you know, turned these guys into like a best friends, pairing, duo, and, and that's not really what happens here. Obviously, they, um, they have to correspond, they have to talk to each other, they have to, you know, spend time with each other because they're both working with horses, and, you know, Henry's the one kind of showing him the ropes, but all in all, they, they, they they characterize Roman in such a way where he just won't let anyone in. And that is all the more powerful when he actually develops the bond with the horse throughout the film. You know, that is you know, he he can't relate to to this this other guy who's also been in prison for, you know, however many years for whatever crime or any of the other guys that have been in prison for however many years for whatever crime. He cannot connect to them or he chooses not to uh he can't connect with his daughter you know who he left and to for prison who who he was taken away from and sent to prison 12 years ago he can't connect with any of these people but this horse uh despite you know some a, a rocky beginning he finds a way to communicate with and it's not easy it's a lot of work I, I appreciated the fact that the film didn't make it seem like okay no one knows how to talk to this horse enter Roman who's never talked to a horse or, or interacted with one in his life and suddenly he's like I don't know riding him out off into the sunset sort of a thing no it he gets he's very frustrated he, it's patience is the name of the game and if you don't have that you can't you 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 can't break through that barrier of uh, that that wall that um, not only that Roman puts around himself but that the horse puts around itself and that most horses put around themselves. You know why should they trust these humans these these strange looking two legged animals and um you know they're not they're not dogs you know dogs are quick to trust quick to love and horses are not not quite that way at all and i think breaking down the 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 foundation of a relationship in this way is really exciting and really fascinating to watch because you know you you it's easy to kind of go back and look at a relationship that you've had with another human and think about how okay well when when did that start and you know you can try to look at the progression of it and like okay well when did our our when did we stop talking about a thing and start talking about nothing when when could we fill silence um mindlessly or when did we relish or when could, when could we tolerate silence with each other without it feeling awkward when could you know we when were we anticipating the other person's thoughts or or desires or needs or wants uh, as a friend as a relationship as a you know couple as a whatever and i think when you make when you try to approach that issue in a movie between two humans it's very tough to show it in a way that um doesn't feel bogged down with a bunch of other things 
You know, if you look at a rom-com that tries to follow that trope, you know, or not trope, but tries to follow that trajectory, it it often, you know, has to accommodate all these other external things that throw you off, that that dilute what you're seeing. You know, it's, you know, it requires a lot of inciting incidents. It requires a lot of moments that are kind of designed from the script, from the story to push these characters together, apart, or, or what have you. And I think by rewriting that scenario into man and horse, you don't need all that extra mumbo jumbo. It, it makes the, the relationship a lot purer. It makes the relationship a lot cleaner. And while, uh, of course, like this, this movie still has a couple of those like external inciting incidents, but they feel more, most of them at least, feel far more at home with the character of Roman and the character of, of the horse, Marcus, who is, uh, yeah, named Marcus. He names him Marcus. So, you know, it's it's trying to find that delicate balance, which is um, not easy. And, and I think that um, Clermont Tonnerre, 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 uh, the writing crew, Shown Arts, and, and the rest of the cast do a really good job of pulling it off. Uh, Bruce Dern also in this. Uh, he is not an inmate. He, we're not really, uh, I guess it's more of an inference, but we're, we're kind of led to believe that he just kind of owns the ranch. Uh, he makes it a point to say a couple of times that the inmates that work outside with the horses do exactly what he tells them to do. So... I'm not sure exactly what his relationship is with the prison, how what the what the agreement they have between them is, but suffice to say he he's kind of like the boss in this realm. And it it he it's interesting, you know, Bruce Dern is so old now and I, I you know, love him for for still trucking on and still acting because you know it, it's got to be i mean for anybody who who hits 80 85 how old is bruce dern he's got to be up there right according to this 36 so he's uh so he's 83 82 83 and he he looks it not every actor looks that age when they're there he definitely does and i've seen a couple of movies of his recently where he he even comes across like 90 like he looks like he's going to fall apart if he if he takes a step but in in this he he still looks 82 but he really did feel in command when he was meant to be you know this is a guy that i think any of these inmates could have you know socked him in the jaw and and shut his lights off for good and of course you know you you try to avoid putting anyone who'd have such a reaction uh, in, in a position where they could do it. But I think, you know, he, in this movie, he has a fire in him uh, that I don't think I've seen. And, you know, I remember him being in uh, White Boy Rick and eh, I don't, I don't know. He was fine, but he, he was very underwhelming. 
in that movie. Whereas in here, he, he really does have a presence again. He, he feels like he really has that old man energy uh, in him and, 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 and in his performance. And uh, he's not in it a lot. He's in it a little. But I, I like his interactions with Roman. I think, you know, he, he plays a good foil uh, to Roman. Whereas Roman, you know, you have Jason Mitchell uh, talking and chatting it up. Obviously an opposite to Roman. But on the other side, you know, there's, you know, the, the harboring this violent past that, that Roman has. And, and trying to sort of suppress and repress his his anger issues. Whereas Bruce Dern, um, whose, whose name is Miles in the movie... He just lets it fly, you know. He's upset. He yells at he yells at all these people. He yells at everybody, and and I like that, you know. He has a quick, short fuse, uh, sort of showing Roman that, you know, you, bottling it all up is not the answer, and and neither is is letting it all out. There there is some sort of harmony you've got to find, and I think there's an interesting dynamic there. Uh, Connie Britton was um, wasted. I don't know. She's in like two scenes of this movie as as the prison psychologist, and I she's in the opening scene of the movie, in fact, and then one other later one. I think that's it. I just I don't know. I felt like she was just unnecessary and wasted. Um, but that said. Um, I will say, uh, Schoenarts, Matthias Schoenarts in this, easily going into my current best lead performance list uh, for the Circle of Film Awards. I think he is um, absolutely great in this movie. Absolutely great. And deserves some recognition. I don't, I, I don't for a second think that this is ever going to translate into an Oscar nomination or even a consideration, honestly. But... Uh, it's a shame that he he won't even be in the conversation because he he is incredibly good in this movie. Uh, he is vulnerable, nuanced in this role. It's tough to do a role where you don't speak a lot. You know, look at um, Ryan Gosling in Drive or Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner twenty forty nine and things like that. And it, it really takes an extra a level, another tier, another another gear to get to a point where you can be in a movie have very few lines and still sort of sway the audience to your side, still still give them that emotional payoff and give them that emotional uh, journey that um, many other roles are, are far easier, far far more easily able to do. And uh, he, he does it. Schoenarts is, is very, very good. And uh, I... I think he's worth the watch. I think him, as well as his relationship with uh, Marcus the horse, are um, worth watching this for. And uh, then there's a couple other nice little fun tidbits th sprinkled throughout as well that um, make it an exciting movie. Despite the slower pace, uh, I think it's, it's, it's fun. It's a good one. It's a good one. So, uh, that's pretty much the Mustang, you know, it's, 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 a. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be in theaters, maybe it's, uh, given the, the sort of limited theatrical run, I expect it would be out on VOD 
sooner rather than later. So uh, definitely something to look out for if you need if you if you're interested. Uh, we've had some other movies uh, in this sort of same genre, like Lean on Pete uh, or or The Rider. Uh, I prefer the Mustang to both of those. Although to be honest, I am pretty lukewarm on the rider overall and uh, only slightly above warm on uh, Lean on Pete but I, I really enjoyed the Mustang and I, I think this bodes well for more projects from Matthias Schoenarts and, and hopefully as well uh, Laura de Clermont Tonnerre the director who shows a lot of a lot of patience and skill behind this camera and uh I look forward to more from her too. That's it. That's it. That's the Mustang. That is the Mustang. That is today's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. If you want to find more, um, anything, more more episodes, uh, most places podcasts can be found, iTunes. You can also head over to uh, the website, circleoffilm.com, which has all the episodes, and you can um, check out other stuff top 10 lists, uh, Circle of Film Award, winners, nominations, and things like that. If you would like to support the show, you can comment, subscribe, rate, review, like, whatever the the thing you listen to this on uh, allows you. And that uh, is always helpful. Or you can also head over to patreon.com slash circle of film and subscribe for as little as eight cents an episode. Uh, if you would like to follow me, Twitter, at Circle of Film, Letterboxd, at Circle of Film, or uh, yeah, email. You can send me an email, circleoffilm at gmail.com. Uh, always interested in, in feedback, uh, as well as if you have a top 100 one, or 200, 300 movie list that you um, periodically curate, I would love to see that too. And that's it. That's all there is. Uh, Thank you one more time. It does mean a lot. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell. I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute